the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day to, throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in a pocket. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue. And we look forward to a great show today, highlighting once again Apopka Blue Darter football. Pete Paquette is on site producing our show. We're joined by John Perry, the Apopka Chief and Planner. Later in our show, we look forward to being joined by Coach Rick Darlington, head coach at Apopka in the second half of our program. And... Before we get started, I want to give a shout-out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com for their support <laughs> of our program and all the programs you hear right here on 1520 WBZW. Also, I want to give you a brief mention of all of our sponsors for Apopka Blue Darter Football, and they are Highland Funeral Home and Memory Gardens, Rosati's Pizza Pub, Dr. Amy Davis and Central Florida Audiology, Baptiste Orthodontics, and of course, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, Florida Door Solutions, Porky's, and Community Health Centers. And we'll be telling you more about those great people as we go about our program. We do want to remind you also, it's a big game tonight, of course, but it's also an important game. It's homecoming at Apopka High School, and of course, for all the Blue Darters, homecoming has always been a huge event, and we look forward to broadcasting the game tonight. We'll have the pregame at 6.30 p.m., which will include uh, Coach's Corner with Coach Darlington. Then get kickoff will start at 7 p.m. But uh, John Perry is joining us. And John, great to see you. Thanks for coming over. Well, good deal. Uh, good to see you, Roger. And before we talk about the game, uh, first of all, kind of give a little recap of the game last week versus Evans, which is our first district win. And also a nice uh, 52 to 14 victory, um, and then we'll. Talk, I'd like to get your insights on our opponent tonight, Jacksonville Mandarin. But you know, as an alumni yourself, would you like to say a, a word or two about about homecoming and the impact of it? Yeah, it's always neat. I, you know, I, and and they they're doing the alma mater, the band is anyway. Every game now, as part of their pregame show, and and that's great. But the the one thing I, I do know is I, I'm <laughs> I've been out since 1974 uh so 44 years um i still know the words to the alma mater and and part of there's two reasons uh one is that mrs hubbard uh bless her bless her soul made us all learn the alma mater before we could graduate uh and, and get our diplomas and you know that's just the way it was and so well, I, I knew it then and then when i started in the job uh, a few years later there uh, at the Chief, um, you know, it's been sung or or played, but mostly sung uh, at every homecoming game. And so the words just stuck with me. And so, you know, here I am in my early 60s, and I can, can still I still know the words to my high school alma mater. That's probably, uh, you know, less than 1% of us who could do that. Well, that's, a but, good, that's a good thing. You know, it is. It's a very good thing. I'm not, you know, I'm, I was uh, not, uh, uh, something I'm proud of. It just, it's, uh, it's just unusual. And, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, Popka is one of those places that's still, still uh, very much a community feel here. And so uh, I, I think that's a, 
uh, a very good thing. And, and you know, it, it, honestly, it translates to Friday night attendance that, that a lot of places don't have, especially in an urban county like Orange County, uh, you know, and with – and homecoming is always a pretty good deal, uh, very well attended no matter who they're playing. And so uh, there's folks who, who come once every few years to a homecoming game or maybe once every year. And, and, that's, and then there's, of course, plenty who come to every game. So That's a great point. I think that speaks to uh, the, the kind of passion that still exists for Apopka Blue Darter Athletics and Apopka High School and especially Apopka football and you know, the, the kind of uh, connection that so many people, especially alumni, uh, have with the school no matter wh- where they might be. You know, that's a great point you mentioned, too. Every game, literally every game, I see somebody, um, you know, a longtime Blue Darter fan there at the game. Oftentimes I hadn't seen or thought of them in years. So it's, it's, it's great that, you know, and, of course, the current students and faculty and parents really support the team in a big way, which is great. But it's also great to see so many people from back in the day that, that you will at the, at the games. Exactly. As it's, you were saying. It's, it's uh, you know, there are places like that around, but not in many urban counties like Orange County. Uh, you know, uh, Boone, honestly, may be the closest kind of uh, Winter Park, maybe. I don't know. Haven't been over there in a few years. But uh, those type of community schools are more community schools, more community feel uh, for those schools than, than most of them. But uh, I don't think there's any doubt in Orange County it, it, it's a popcorn. And, and, you know, frankly, part of it's due to the success because a place like West Orange could be that way uh, if they had had popcorn success through all the years. But, I mean, you, you know, if you're if you're 2-8 and eight all the time or 5-5 five and five even, you know, in a good year, 7-3, and three, eh, it, it's not going to be as much. I, you know, that's that's universal, no matter what. But uh, certainly, uh, when you, when you're in the playoffs every year, uh, and there's the at least somewhat of a potential for a, a, making a deep run in the playoffs most years, that's going to attract attention. Certainly, that's a great point, and we have to give uh, once again credit to Coach Darlington for you know what he does on the field for the for the team, and of course going all the way back to Chip Gerke, you know, he really really laid that outstanding foundation Absolutely. that that you know catapulted a pop into an elite program, which we've pretty much been thanks to Coach Darlington coming on soon after Gerke for the most part, except for you know a couple of years here and there when when those guys were not not the head coaches uh, for the past now almost forty years. Right. Um, we're speaking with John Perry right now on Blue Dart Sports Central. Pete Paquette's here. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. And Pete and John, I think for the first time in a long, long time, it's actually a little bit, I can even use the word cool here at Porky's in, in terms of breeze. Um, later we'll be joined by Coach Darlington. I, one of the things, John, I'd like to have John share his insights of both the recap of the Evans game last week, which I said before was our first district win. But all, why don't we start first with Jacksonville Mandarin? Now that we're talking about homecoming, that's the big game tonight. And, you know, we played them on the road last year, had a you know, had a big victory over them there. If I'm not mistaken, they're coming in at two and three, which might be a little deceiving. I know they beat DeLan. I think that might be the only game that DeLan has lost this year. Right. And, um, you know, from I read somewhere, and I want to get your confirmation because I take everything I read with, with a grain of salt, especially on the Internet. But I think I read somewhere where their quarterback is uh, being recruited by, by Alabama. He is committed to Alabama for both football and baseball. Um, he's a big kid, about 6'4", I think. Uh, so I don't I don't know I haven't delved into uh, his bio enough to know that he but I'm betting he's a pitcher if he's a quarterback and he's six four he's probably a pitcher and six four uh, that or a first baseman um, but but I'm, I'm betting he's a pitcher but that's just a guess um, and, and uh, name is Carson Beck uh, you know he's just a junior did wasn't there last year played at uh, I think. Providence Christian up there, up in Jacksonville last year, if I remember correctly. But um, anyway, he's at Jacksonville now, and he's he's got a pretty good arm, as you would imagine. Um, uh, I don't think he makes a lot of mistakes. I mean, he's, he's thrown a few picks, but nothing. I mean, he's got 12 touchdown passes through through their five games, so that's uh, you know two two plus per game. So uh, that's going to be a challenge for a popka. Um, their running game is is good. I wouldn't say it's it's great. Um, so, uh, you know, they've lost three games, but two of them have been to Jacksonville Reigns, which was a seven eight or no, excuse me, 
4, 4A, 5A champ last year. Um, and then Tallahassee Godby, which is undefeated so far. They're always a good program. They lost to each of those by three uh, and put up some put up 24 points, I think it was, against Reigns and 44, even though in a loss, against Godby. So, uh, you know, last year Cornelius Williams had a great, great day. Uh, they were, they were, Popka had some, some injury situations last year, and, and he was the main guy, and uh, he had five touchdowns, and I, if I'm not mistaken, all five of them were in the first half. But uh, he had 200-and-something yards, 230, I think it was. But uh, bottom line is Cornelius Williams had quite a, a career day up there last year. Uh, now Popka's back and healthy. Uh, everybody in the backfield who's available, and of course, outside of Jacorian Davis Hamilton, who had the ACL tear uh, and surgery on that um, since. Uh, but uh, Eric Wright and Cornelius Williams will be back. Uh, that'll give uh, King Brown a break, although I'm sure he probably was relishing the fact that he, he was getting 20 plus carries a game. Back to back 200 yards. Yeah, games. he's had, you know. Uh, quite quite a September, that's for sure. 638 yards on 64 carries during September. Uh, you know, 10 yards a carry, uh, 13 touchdowns um, uh, in in those games uh, just in September in those four games. So, uh, you know, he's uh, – but he'll get some – I mean, he needs – honestly, you can't – in this offense especially, you can't – that it, it – uh, not having a full complement of – of your starters there makes makes a difference. Uh, it decreases your options uh, on on some of the play calling. Um, so, but uh, I think we'll see a little bit more of a <laughs> within the realm of the offense, a diverse offense for a Popka tonight. I think they're going to continue to try to throw the ball some um, and and work on that. Uh, you know, when they need a first down or something. It'll probably be that power play up the middle to 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 Brown or whoever's in playing that particular spot, uh, or maybe the power sweep. Um, but but uh, you know, Jacksonville Manor uh, is a much better team this year. We'll find out how much better defensively. I know they're better offensively. We'll find out how much better defensively uh, tonight if uh, if a pop is able to run at will like they pretty much were last year and get that big lead early and uh, just kind of coast from there. Friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue. We're speaking with John Perry, the Popka Chief and Planner. Pete Paquette is here. We're talking about the big homecoming game coming up tonight versus visiting Jacksonville Mandarin. Of course, we'll have it all for you right here on 1520 WBZW, starting with the pregame at 630, which will include Coach's Corner with Coach Darlington, kickoff at 7 p.m., and John Perry will join us for the halftime report. Steve Swartz will join Joe for well, the Well, with it being homecoming, Roger, I'll be I'll – be, doing festivities, uh, shooting festivities of the halftime show. So I won't be up there. The, uh, Got to get the picture of the queen and the king uh, and the gorge those, and all that, don't you? All that, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's obviously important. Big, absolutely, yeah. a big part of uh, working that. Part of everything. In a home Nobody driving on the pocket. track, though. Remember that. Nobody drives on the track. That's the truth. <laughs> well, I think now's a good time for us to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll continue to speak with John Perry, and we'll talk about the game last week, the 52-14 to victory over Evans, which also was our all-important first district win. We'll also talk about the other teams in the district, which are West Orange and Wekaiba. We still have both of those on our schedule. And um, you know, a lot of exciting football to be played for the Apopka Blue Darters throughout the rest of the season and hopefully into postseason. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're glad you're joining us. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Pete Peckett's here producing on site. We had a, it's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. It's homecoming at Apopka tonight. We'll have, of course, all the action for you right here on 1520 WBZW. Joe Ferraro and I, and we encourage Blue Darters around Florida, across the USA, and around the globe 
to, to listen to, to tune us in. We'll be streaming live on 1520wbzw.com and on the i on, on the 1520wbzw app. And it's always great to hear from the Blue Darters around the country and around uh, the world, actually, uh, who are listening uh, to our football broadcast. And I want to um, go back to John in just a moment. I want to let you know that Blue Darter football on 1520 WBZW is sponsored by Dr. Amy Davis and Central Florida Audiology. If you or a loved one are missing precious moments due to poor hearing, Dr. Amy Davis and Central Florida Audiology can help you or your loved one get those moments back. Visit centralfloridaaudiology.com to schedule your appointment today and start hearing better. That's centralfloridaaudiology.com, owned by Dr. Amy Davis, a popular Blue Darter alumni. And, of course, they're located um, very conveniently on Highway 436 in Apopka at the corner of Thompson Road in the Bluebird Center. And they also have a Leesburg location as well. Now, John, let's talk about the um, game over Evans. A little bit strange game in that you know, we emerged with a 52 to 8, uh, 20, 14 victory, which sounds like a huge blowout, but it was a close game into the third quarter. In fact, it was a 22 to 14 at one point in the third quarter. Yeah, it was, you know, the week before we talked about the Boone, Popkiss Boone game didn't seem like a. a a 30 a 49 to 13 game i mean it just kind of was more gradual this one was 22 to 14 after evan scored uh about six six something left a little under seven minutes left in the third quarter um and it's like all right feels like an apopka is controlling this game or in control but it's eight points right now and so you know one play and and then a two-point conversion it's a tie ball game yeah, but, you know, Popka got a pretty good return on the kickoff. Three plays later, uh, King Brown goes 46 yards for a touchdown. Popka ran the same play. Uh, the, uh, all three they went for, I think, 12 yards, 7 yards, and then 46 yards. Uh, you know, just you went back to basics, and uh, uh, it was it was kind of an odd situation because uh, – Rick Darlington had had foreseen some of this because he, he said the Thursday practice was was just not good at all. The spirit was not good. The the effort and that type of thing, and it translated into the game at least the first two and a half quarters uh, on Friday night. But uh, you know, to Apopka's credit, pulled away, scored thirty points in in twelve minutes of action, uh, which is you know. <laughs> Uh, good for even for an Popka team, uh, so you know uh, we're able to get four touchdowns and extra points and in, in the safety. Uh, you know the safety was more of of Evans' mistake, but at least the Popka kids were there to on the high punt snap to able to uh, uh, get the guy. And, and and to his credit, he got the ball. The the punter got the ball and and just basically tried to get out of the end zone with it for a safety versus uh, the ball running around and Popka falling on it in the end zone So uh, for a touchdown. So, um, you know, the the it's one of those things you don't want your team to just kind of lollygag. I don't know. That's such an old word. I don't want them to just not have good effort and that type of thing. I, you, you want them to play uh, well from the get-go and uh, you know this week may have been a little different in practice I know Monday it was uh, I talked to him Monday and and he said that that the practice was was a lot more spirited and he liked what he saw and and, and uh, so I, I don't know maybe that has something to do with the uh, you know both running backs coming in and getting there and one thing you talked to you I definitely seemed to go back to basics there after losing you know after Evan scored that touchdown to cut it to 22-14 right. we went back to Bakes we started blowing them out basically I, and it was it, part of it was that and part of it was just the effort obviously I mean because the next three plays the, the three plays that Popka had in the quote scoring drive over uh, right after Evans nodded it were all the same plays the power play up the middle uh, you know snapped the ball to uh, Akeem Brown and you know Every you know, two or three guys pull offensive lineman Jackson Darlington is right in front of Akeem as a blocker, and it's just you know unless you've got a 
outstanding defense, that play's going to work because it's just the numbers things of nothing else. I mean, but you kids have got to block. They've got to make their, you know, get, get put a hat on somebody. But, uh, yeah, it was very much, and, you know, they would run the power sweep some too the rest of the way. Uh, but, uh, you know, ended up with 370 yards rushing, and, and, and that's with two and a half quarters of kind of hey, football from Apopka. Now, didn't want to talk about something that you um, that we've talked about a little bit before, even with Coach. You talked, you covered it in, in the Popka Chief today. Is you know, the term in terms of experience, I guess the team is pretty pretty well in terms of experience and also uh, grade class. Seems pr- pretty young, and you know. And leadership is is a, is a you know coach said he I guess to paraphrase him would like to see better leadership or more, or more leadership right what what are, what are your insights there and, and how do you see that developing because even as I you know observe and look back remember that 2012 team was strong on leadership and you know, leadership was a big part of the reason they got the season turned around early and ended up winning the state championship but you had guys like Dazzy Morris and Chandler Cox and Martez Ivy guys that played you know well, I guess he was just a sophomore then but Right. But, but some old you know guys that have been around the program a long time and and really really kind of stepped up and, and, and started started leading uh, um, Zach Zach Darlington of course how do you see uh, what the situation now and, and and the prospects of leadership developing well and that's that's a great point Roger I you know in, in the 2014 team this this team may be somewhat like that now they don't have Chandler Cox and Martez Ivy okay uh, but the 2014 team, if you'll remember, was six and four in the regular season, and and for some reason won five in a row in the playoffs and won the state title. That's because they got they had some talent, got the leadership, uh, kind of came to fruition there in that that first playoff game over to Vito, if you'll remember. Uh, Popka had had blocked that plant early. And yeah, and, and got ahead of them. But and then the, then the drive, the late drive after Ovita had gone ahead, and the late drive to to score what would be the eventual winning uh, points was just, you know, that was just one of those we're we're going to do this mentality, and that's that that leadership came late in that that year, but uh, and and you know that's we're we're six games into the season now for Apopka. Uh it's a smaller senior class than normal, and it's a much bigger junior class. I doubt leadership will be a problem next year. We'll see. Uh, you never know because you can't manufacture the team chemistry or the leadership. It's either there or it's not. Somebody's got to pick up the mantle and go with it. Uh, but, but you know, the, the, they need some of these seniors to, to be able to say, okay, let's – we're, we're going to take this thing and, and ride with it. And, uh, you know, sometimes then if that doesn't happen, you might have to have some juniors step up and, and uh, actually be the vocal leaders. And, and it doesn't always have to be all vocal, but uh, there, there's times when you need to challenge uh, the, the guys in the weight room or on the practice field or on Friday night. And uh, every team needs that, I you know, uh, whether, whether it's just – you want to call it leadership, team chemistry, or whatever you want to call it. It's uh, every every team needs it, especially uh, in high school. I think it, it helps and, and helps solidify and and, and uh, get the team all going in one direction. And that's what a popka needed uh, the other night against Evans last week. And uh, you know they're, they're going to need it in the final you know four games, but especially those two games with West Orange and Wakiva that are monster district games and. And you know, huge for postseason implications. And speaking before we go to our, our next break, yeah, let's talk about that because I think that's an, a, a, becoming a story within itself. Is the strength of Class Eight A District Four, which we're in. Of course, we knew Wekaiba was going to be a powerhouse. You know, we were hoping to be good. Of course, expecting to be good. Um, West Orange seems might be you know coming off a couple of down years. They look, obviously look very strong and. Only lost one game um, to a good Rockledge team and beat Wekaiva last week. Uh, what can you tell us about about West Orange and what kind of team do they have? And you know, of course, we'll play we'll play both of them. We'll play West Orange first. Right. I mean, uh, West Orange is a week from tonight, uh, and so at West Orange, um, West Orange is you know their typical spread team. Uh, they do have a, a very a couple of very good wide receivers. And a pretty good running back. Their quarterback's serviceable. He's, and obviously the one who got hurt last week during the Wakiva game, 
was was the upper classman. I think he's senior, but then the young man came in as a freshman and ended up, you know, uh, com- engineering the comeback against Wakaiva, uh, which is is a surprise from many standpoints. But but uh, especially against that Wakaiva defense, although it wasn't just the defense, but uh, you know. I, the Wakai, uh, obviously West Orange. I mean, they beat Apopka last year. They beat Wakaiva this year. Uh, they they're starting to believe that they can can do these things. And and heck, why not? Uh, they've got some talent over there. And and I've always said that West Orange, you know, you get the right situation, and they can be just like an Apopka in terms of of being a, a, a consistent uh, state state power program and um, a team that people generally don't want to play. Um, unless they're very good themselves. So, um, you know, three of the teams in this four-team district, and if Evans had the right coaching situation, it would be four out of four teams. Uh, but three out of the four teams, I wouldn't be surprised to see in the, in the postseason. It almost happened last year. It probably should have happened. West Orange got nudged out. Uh, you know, if they had won their opener against uh, Olympia last year, they would have been in the playoffs. But they, they, they literally lost on a fourth and goal. They had fourth and goal on the last play of the game and couldn't score uh, so against Olympia last year. So, uh, you know, West Orange is the real deal. Uh, can Apopka beat them? Sure. Can, uh, you know, Wakaiva, uh, you know, probably might beat West Orange seven or eight out of ten times. But, uh, of course, they're playing now without Ryan Davis, their stud linebacker, who's a Georgia commit. Uh, he hurt his uh, – he tore his ACL in the, in, in the uh, Olympia game and did not play last week, obviously, uh, against West Orange. And, and he can make a difference. He's one of those kind of defensive players. He's just – he's got the size, the speed, the football knowledge, the competitiveness. Just He's got the whole package. And uh, he's he'll be out the rest of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the same with Jacorian Davis Hamilton. Same injury, and so uh, he's done. Um, and but uh, I, I would think that I wouldn't be surprised to see whoever survives out of the out of the Apopka West Orange Wakaiva uh, round robin set. The the district winner uh, will will have could could face one of the other two in in the in the first round of the playoffs just because of the way the the, the region works. A lot of exciting football left. In fact, it's getting more and more exciting. Homecoming game tonight, 7 p.m. kickoff, Roger Williams Field. Next week, West Orange on the road, key district game. A week off, and then the week after that, we Kaiva on the road, key district game. A lot to look forward to. You can hear it all right here on 1520 WBZW. And, of course, all the games streamed live at 1520WBZW.com and with the 1520 WBZW app. We're going to take our next break. When we come back, we'll continue to join you from the front porch at Porky's on Blue Darter Sports Central. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're glad you're here. Joining us on 1520 WBZW, of course, also online on our website, 1520WBZW.com, and with our 1520 WBZW app. It's a great day in Apopka. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. I'm here with Pete Paquette. It's great to have John Perry join us. John has had to go. He's got covering a lot of coverage for the big, a lot of activities, homecoming-related activities for the game tonight. Look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington a little bit later. And, of course, we'll be sticking around for lunch at Porky's after. We invite you to come up and join us for that. But uh, John Perry is joining us. John, great to see you. Thanks for coming over. Well, good deal. Uh, Good to see you, Roger. And before we talk about the game, uh, first of all, kind of give a little recap of the game last week versus Evans, which is our first district win, and also a nice uh, 52-14 victory. Um, and then we'll t- I'd like to get your insights on our opponent tonight, Jacksonville Mandarin. But, you know, as an alumni yourself, would you like to say a, a word or two about, about homecoming and the impact of it? Yeah, it's always neat. I, you know, I, and, and they, they're doing the alma mater, the band is anyway, every game now as part of their pregame show. And, and that's great. But the, the one thing I, I do know is I, I'm, <laughs> I've been out since 1974. 
uh, so 44 years, um, I still know the words to the alma mater. And, and part of it, there's two reasons. Uh, one is that Mrs. Hubbard, uh, bless her, bless her soul, made us all learn the alma mater before we could graduate uh, and, and get our diplomas. And you know, that's just the way it was. And so well, I, I knew it then. And then when I started in the job. Uh, a few years later there uh, at the Chief, um, you know, it's been sung or or played, but mostly sung uh, at every homecoming game. And so the words just stuck with me. And so, you know, here I am in my early 60s, and I can, can still I still know the words to my high school alma mater. That's probably, uh, you know, less than 1% of us who could do that. Well, that's, a but, good, that's a good thing. You know, it is. It's a very good thing. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, something I'm proud of. It just, it's, uh, it's just unusual. And, and uh, you know, it's just a... Uh, Popka is one of those places that's still, still uh, very much a community feel here, and so uh, I, I think that's a a, a very good thing. And, and you know, it, it, honestly, it translates to Friday night attendance that that a lot of places don't have, especially in an urban county like Orange County. Uh, you know, and with and homecoming is always a pretty good deal, uh, very well attended, no matter who they're playing. And so uh, there's folks who who come once every few years to a homecoming game, or maybe once every year, and and that's and then there's of course plenty who come to every game. So that's no, a great point. I think that speaks to uh, the, the kind of passion that still exists for Popka Blue Darter athletics and the Popka High School, and especially Popka football, and you know the the kind of uh, connection that so many people, especially alumni, uh, have with the school, no matter wh- where they might be. You know, that's a great point you mentioned, too. Every game, literally every game, I see somebody, um, you know, a longtime Blue Darter fan there at the game. Oftentimes I hadn't seen or thought of them in years. So it's, it's, it's great that, you know, and, of course, the current students and faculty and parents really support the team in a big way, which is great. But it's also great to see so many people from back in the day that, that you will at the, at the games. Exactly. As it's, you were saying. It's, it's uh, you know, there are places like that around, but not in many urban counties like Orange County. Uh, you know, uh, Boone, honestly, may be the closest kind of uh, Winter Park, maybe. I don't know. Haven't been over there in a few years. But uh, those type of community schools that are more community schools, more community feel uh, for those schools than, than most of them. But uh, I don't think there's any doubt in Orange County it, it, it's a pop and, and, you know, frankly, part of it's due to the success because a place like West Orange could be that way uh, if they had had the Popka success through all the years. But, I mean, you, you know, if you're if you're 2-8 and eight all the time or 5-5 five and five even, you know, in a good year, seven and three, eh, it, it's not going to be as much. I, you know, that's that's universal, no matter what. But uh, certainly, uh, when you're, when you're in the playoffs every year, uh, and there's the at least somewhat of a potential for a, a, making a deep run in the playoffs most years, that's going to attract attention, certainly. That's a great point, and we have to give uh, once again credit to Coach Darlington for you know what he does on the field for the for the team, and of course going all the way back to Chip Gerke. You know, he really really laid that outstanding foundation that, Absolutely. that you know catapulted a pop into an elite program, which we've pretty much been thanks to Coach Darlington coming on soon after Gerke for the most part, except for you know a couple of years here and there when when those guys were not not the head coaches uh, for the past now almost forty years. Right. Um, we're speaking with John Perry right now on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Pete Paquette's here. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. And Pete and John, I think for the first time in a long, long time, it's actually a little bit, I can even use the word cool here at Porky's in, in terms of breeze. Um, later we'll be joined by Coach Darlington. I, one of the things, John, I'd like to have John share his insights of both the recap of the Evans game last week, which I said before was our first district win. But all, why don't we start first with Jacksonville Mandarin? Now that we're talking about homecoming, that's the big game tonight. And you know, we played them on the road last year, had a you know, had a big victory over them there. If I'm not mistaken, they're coming in at two and three, which might be a little deceiving. I know they beat Delan. I think that might be the only game that Delan has lost this year. Right. And um, you know, from I read somewhere, and I want to get your confirmation because I take everything I read with with a grain of salt, especially on the internet. But I think I read somewhere where their quarterback is uh, being recruited by by Alabama. He's, he's committed to Alabama for both football and baseball. Um, he's a big kid, about six four, I think. Uh, so I don't I don't know I haven't delved into 
uh, his bio enough to know that he. But I'm betting he's a pitcher. If he's a quarterback and he's six four, he's probably a pitcher and six four. Uh, that or a first baseman. Um, but but I'm, I'm betting he's a pitcher. But that's just a guess. Um, and and uh, name is Carson Beck. Uh, you know he's just a junior. Did wasn't there last year. Played at uh, I think Providence Christian up there up in Jacksonville last year, if I remember correctly. But um, anyway, he's at Jacksonville now, and he's he's got a pretty good arm, as you would imagine. Um, uh, I don't think he makes a lot of mistakes. I mean, he's, he's thrown a few picks, but nothing. I mean, he's got 12 touchdown passes through through their five games, so that's uh, you know two two plus per game. So uh, that's going to be a challenge for a Popka. Um, their running game is is good. I wouldn't say it's it's great. Um, so, uh, you know, they've lost three games, but two of them have been to Jacksonville Reigns, which was the 7A champ, or no, excuse me, 4A, 5A champ last year. Um, and then Tallahassee Godby, which is undefeated so far. They're not always a good program. They lost to each of those by three uh, and put up some put up 24 points i think it was against reigns and 44 even though in a loss against godby so uh, you know last year cornelius williams had a great great day uh they were they were popka had some some injury situations last year and and he was the main guy and uh he had five touchdowns and uh, if i'm not mistaken all five of them were in the first half but uh he had 200 and something yards 230 i think it was but uh bottom line is cornelius williams had quite a a career day up there last year uh now popka's back and healthy uh everybody in the backfield who's available of course outside of jacorian davis hamilton who had the acl tear uh and surgery on that um since uh, but uh, Eric Wright and Cornelius Williams will be back. Uh, that'll give uh, King Brown a break, although I'm sure he probably was relishing the fact that he, he was getting 20-plus carries a game. Back-to-back 200 Yeah, games. he's had, you know, uh, quite quite a September, that's for sure. 638 yards on 64 carries during September. Uh, you know, 10 yards a carry, uh, 13 touchdowns. Um, uh, in in those games, uh, just in September, in those four games, so uh, you know he's. Uh, but he'll get some. I mean, he needs to. Honestly, you can't in this offense, especially. You can't that it it uh, not having a full complement of of your starters there makes makes a difference. Uh, it decreases your options uh, on on some of the play calling. Um, so. But uh, I think we'll see a little bit more of a, <laughs> within the realm of the offense, a diverse offense for a Popka tonight. I think they're going to continue to try to throw the ball some um, and, and work on that. Uh, you know, when they need a first down or something, it'll probably be that power play up the middle to, to, to Brown or whoever's in playing that particular spot uh, or maybe the power sweep. Um, but, but uh, you know, Jacksonville Mandarin is a much better team this year. We'll find out how much better defensively. I know they're better offensively. We'll find out how much better defensively uh, tonight if uh, if a pop is able to run at will like they pretty much were last year and get that big lead early and uh, just kind of coast from there. Friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue. We're speaking with John Perry, the Popka Chief and Planner. Pete Paquette is here. We're talking about the big homecoming game coming up tonight versus visiting Jacksonville Mandarin. Of course, we'll have it all for you right here on 1520 WBZW, starting with the pregame at 630, which will include Coach's Corner with Coach Darlington, kickoff at 7 p.m., and John Perry will join us for the halftime report. Steve Swartz will join Joe for the Well, with it being homecoming, Roger, I'll be be – doing festivities, uh, shooting festivities of the halftime show, so I won't be up there. The, uh, Got to get the picture of the queen and the king uh, and the court and all that, don't you? All that, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's obviously important. Big, absolutely, yeah. a big part of... Uh, be working that. Part of everything in a... Nobody driving on the pocket. track, though, remember that. Nobody drives on the track. That's the truth. 
Well, I think now's a good time for us to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll continue to speak with John Perry, and we'll talk about the game last week, the 52-14 to victory over Evans, which also was our all-important first district win. We'll also talk about the other teams in the district, which are West Orange and Wekaiba. We still have both of those on our schedule. And um, you know, a lot of exciting football to be played for the Apopka Blue Darters throughout the rest of the season and hopefully into postseason. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue. Invite you to come on up and join us. Coach Darlington's here. Michelle is here. And Debbie O'Brien from our hometown with Debbie O'Brien are here as well. Great to see you guys. Thanks for coming over and joining us. <laughs> Mayor Brian Nelson is having lunch at Porky's, and it's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. Now, Coach, now homecoming game is tonight. You know, of course, homecoming is a big deal in a Popka. From a coach's perspective, what are, is, is homecoming a big, big deal to you? Is that something extra? Is, no. Is it, no, we don't. I don't pick the game. You know, Russell picks the game. And, you know, there's festivities, but it doesn't seem to really – affect us too much we go about our business after school and during school when we lift in weights and so you know they are is the homecoming stuff before the game this year i was told not a halftime i know there's a parade or something this afternoon that i'm not really sure i don't pay much attention to it there's a rally of pep which i will not be partaking in i'm not very peppy so i try to avoid all those type things but to the, do the I've guy, got a churlish personality, don't I, don't I, don't I Roger? <laughs> yeah. to, do, do the guys get maybe a little bit extra excited about it? No. Or do you want them to? No. No. I don't think it's any different than normal. We have practiced very well this week. So sometimes you hear about homecoming distractions. We haven't had that. We've had good practices. So. And now, of course, we'll be playing Jacksonville Mandarin. If I understand their, their records, two and three, they've been playing. Fighting oranges. They played a tough, yeah. They have the colorful orange and orange right. and green uniforms, definitely. Right. They, and their jerseys are made out of real leaves off of mandarin orange that. trees. Did not know that. That's And I'm they very, squeeze the juice on their jerseys. <laughs> you didn't know that? I, no, I was not aware. But I, I did know they had very colorful fun, uniforms. Fun, fa- fun facts. Jo- Joe talked about that last 1520. week. 15 Last year. It's. Um, but the, the team, you know, the two and three record could be deceiving. I know oh, yeah. talking that they played a real tough schedule. Yeah, yeah they, they beat in the kickoff classic Bartram Trail, who was very good. They beat DeLand, who was undefeated. They were within three points of Reigns, who was a 5A state champion, 4A state champion last year. So they played really good people. So when they walk out at CS tonight, they might say, this is, you sent the JV. You know, they're probably not going to be overly impressed with the Blue Darters. But uh, we'll go out there and hopefully give them a good game. And you know, it looks like we might we, we, we haven't been having um, Bernice Williams and Eric Wright for a while. Do you, um, do you expect that they'll be will they be playing tonight? We're going to ask them if they want to play, and hopefully they'll say yes. Uh, Kakeem Brown won't play. You know he's played. I saw you had his name down there. He's done some good things the last couple weeks. So we decided to go ahead and sit him out this one, and uh, we're going to bring Eric back and maybe Neil, and we'll just see. You know, different different back every game. Got to rotate them, keep them fresh. Like you can't pitch your pitcher every game, right? I mean, even Nolan Ryan didn't throw every game. So we're going to sit a team out tonight and bring uh, Eric back. And we're thinking, you know, Neil may come in in, re- in relief if we need a relief pitcher. So, in terms of the offense for Mandarin, I noticed that their their quarterback has been offered by Alabama. I heard he was committed to Alabama. Okay. Well, my thought is this: if you're offered by Alabama, why would you not commit to Alabama? Kind of popular. So yeah, I heard that. And what type of run, offense are they running? You know, a lot of teams do the spread, or they oh yeah, spread they're team? spread. Everyone's spread. You don't even have to ask that. I can't think of anyone that's not spread. Well, Boone. And then uh, you know, last year, I mean, excuse me, last week we were talking about the passing game a little bit more. Um, Fred Brown had you know three catches for about ninety yards, impressive. Yeah, you know, with a touchdown, including. Yeah, Fred did good. He did a good job. Uh, 
he uh, he's he's blocking well, trying hard as a blocker. I knew he had good ball skills as a receiver, but in our offense, we really need him as a tight end. But you know, I think Fred could develop into a college receiver. He's really having a good year. Then I'd just like to ask you a question, a little, little bit different topic, but as an observation, it seems like we have different you know, game captains for different games, and uh, you know, some that could seems like it varies everything from four starters to. Sometimes guys that don't play very much, you know, uh, that kind of thing. How do you go about selecting the yeah, it's just the captains? Pull their names out of a hat, you know. I mean, sometimes I'll ask the coaches who you think and ask if this guy's been one yet, but there's really there's no rhyme, no reason to it, you know. We've got seven what we voted on in the summer, what we call team leaders, five seniors, one junior, or two juniors. But uh, they can't be captains every week. So we, we rotate around with some other seniors and even some younger kids. So, you know, just whoever we think what we ought to march out there for the coin toss and try to intimidate the other team with, you know. So we might send a five foot five offensive lineman out there to scare them. So you don't ever know what you're going to get. People may want to come to the game to see who the captains are going to be. I always like to see who they are. Exactly. Because you probably think there's some reason. There's, exactly. There's, exactly. There's not. Okay, <laughs> I just—it's like I just told you there's no Santa Claus, right? <laughs> exactly. I really, I'm, I'm, I really no, no, I'm crushed. No, I, I'm I crushed. can tell. I'm, I'm sorry. And a lot of guys have gotten a lot of uh, compliments over the over the years too, for, for that have been captains on the air. So they've gotten compliments. Yeah, but then they weren't captains. No, they were captains, but you know, they got compliments for because we thought they were that was like a big deal. Oh, you made a big deal there, <laughs> captain. Oh, that's good. Okay, good. So I'm going to throw some guys out there tonight you've never even heard of. Like Maybe I'll have like some JV players go out there. So I'm sorry, man. Dang, I ruined the whole holiday season already. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the Grinch who stole Christmas. But we had over ended up with 370 yards rushing again. And, you know, it's a topic I guess we talk about almost, almost every week. But the offensive line, does that, do they are continue? Do you, are you pleased with the, the way that they're developing, even though you move the offensive line? Oh, no. No, no. We're a, we're, a, we're a train wreck in there, man. You know, Calvin Koziel's not playing tonight. Got a knee injury. Uh, Cody Miller, he's still fighting in there at the tackle. Uh, we're going to start Sebastian Molina at guard tonight. So we might as well make him a captain because he's never played a down before. So he'll be he'll be a captain. Book it. Uh, let's see. Devon Clark's the center. Wilbert Peterson at guard and Jake Coggle at tackle. So, yeah. Skeleton crew right there, man. And then in, term, in terms of the, the defense, what did you think about them last week versus Evans? You know, Evans threw the ball a lot. They, they didn't really hurt us with any, any you know, particularly you had a you know, I would say on a scale of one to ten, one being the worst and ten being the best, I'd give them about a three. Yeah, I thought we stunk. You know, I thought that the corners played well. I think the corners have played well all year. You know, we've given up a few balls, but nothing like where a guy just runs by you. And Nakai Martinez played well. Anthony Fieldings was out sick last week, so he didn't play. And then Yermaya uh, N- got beat on a couple balls, but one he fell down, and then the other one he uh, he was in position. The guy just made a really good play. So I thought our corners played well. But aside from that, the defense was not good. You know, I thought the safeties and the linebackers were non-existent. And I thought the defensive line kind of played their own game and didn't play the way they're coached. So we've really tried to get back to – We've always coached fundamentals, but I guess we're coaching nothing else but fundamentals now, which when it's week seven, it's kind of concerning. But So, yeah, I thought they pretty much played one of their worst games. Not really the answer you were expecting. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting an answer on that Maybe one. I should just, like, give him the stock thing. No, you know, I, or I was, maybe I was, you should write down <laughs> the answer you want, and I'll just, like, say it. No, I was just I wasn't I, expecting an answer. To I your, guess the brutal honesty is but, uh, <laughs> disarming. No, that, that, that's why it's a, that's why you're a good guest. So, the best. Um, some guys like John Perry doesn't come anymore. Russell doesn't come. I'm not the only guy that comes, right? No, no John was here earlier. Right, sure he was. <laughs> I just come for the food and your friendship and company, of course. Those those are those are all good reasons. Right. 
you got you got nothing else, do you? Well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah, you're out of material. Picking my mind here, but I, I, I do have one quickly. It's not related to specifically, specifically to us, but is the whole culture now of of people, you know, you know, moving to other schools and and, and things like that. Could you have some comments on that? Because I know that you, you, you're, we're not a program under your leadership that, that's out there actively trying to attract transfers, and but that seems to be a, you know, a, a big deal that's happening in high school now. So what's the question? What are your thoughts on it? I mean, on what? On you know the, the I guess certain schools attracting a lot of transfers or, or working hard to attract transfers or, or just the, the overall system. Like I saw where the you know the, those guys at Winter Park they got got you. Know, um, you're ruled yeah. eligible by the FHSAA. I mean, you know. yeah. Uh, my, uh, there's always been schools that attract transfers. I think that when I first came to Apopka, it was Edgewater. You know, when Coach Gerke was there, there were guys transferring in there all the time, and they had kind of a, you know, Orlando All Star team. Well, then it became, after that, I believe it might have been Dr. Phillips was next. And you had Olympia, you had West Orange. So now. You know, at some other schools around here locally and in Orlando, the difference now is that the FHSA has basically thrown out all the rules about where you live and what you can do and recruiting. It's kind of like there's a lot of stuff illegal that happens, and the FHSA just did nothing about it. And our county athletic director knew it, and he tried to present it. The FHSA ruled otherwise, and so those schools have got a lot of illegal players on them. So that's what it is. If they don't like it, you know, stop doing it. But, again, if you've got a good school, people want to go there. It's just now it's easy to go because the FHSA is pretty much going to turn a blind eye to any improprieties. Thank you for sharing that. We look forward to seeing you at the game tonight. I plan to be there. Guys, thanks for joining us. Come on up and join us for lunch at Porky's After Show. I want to remind you we'll have all the action for the homecoming game tonight on 1520 WBZW, pregame 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m., which includes Coach Darlington, and kickoff at 7 p.m. Thanks for joining us. Have a great Friday and a great weekend, and tune us in tonight. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.